What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? This is Two Girls, One Ghost. And we are your lovely ghostesses, hostesses on your journey to the paranormal world. That is Corinne. And I'm Sabrina. There we go. There we go. Um, what's up? What's new? Oh, well, I'm recording in my guest bedroom today. Which I know is this is different. Our office and I'm drinking out of this wonderful glass that Nikki gave oh us gosh, at the live show. Oh my gosh, you're truly drinking. You're bit. drinking wine. Binks is my boo. Hey, we used to record it in the morning and now it's evening. I had a long day of work. I need to relax. Did you get that glass from one of our listeners at yeah, the Outliers Nikki. Podcast Festival? She gave me a Hocus Pocus one too. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, so great. Thank you. Thank you. What's new of you? Of With you? Of you? In you? Um, what? is happening i don't know we're both losing our minds i i truly think i am losing my mind because well we just had a little mishap before recording where i just forgot everything and then (laughs) earlier today at work i got lost coming out of the bathroom oh my gosh right how does that happen happen? i know i was walking down all the wrong ways at the hall and i was like i have done this so many times how could i possibly at first, I was like, you just started, so maybe that's an excuse, but you kind of started a while ago. And I pee like seven times a day. You should know how to get back in the bathroom. Right. So I was kind of confused, a little turned around, <sighs> and I was like, oh, I really hope it's just stress and me being tired and that I actually do know how to get out of the bathroom. Like, I got out of the bathroom, but I just couldn't get back to the main lobby. Okay. Well, as long as you didn't get lost in the bathroom. Right. I didn't. I knew where the door to exit the bathroom was i'm really happy for you that's a great accomplishment i'm so proud so we uh celebrate the little things here at two girls (laughs) one girl corinne you can do it (laughs) you can leave the bathroom (laughs) that's how it's going for me when i was researching this morning i was in the bathroom and it was like 6 a.m because i went into the office early to do it and just a teaser we're doing dark demonic entities and packs with demons for our episode today and going into the bathroom was probably the most horrifying thing i've done in a long time because i was sure that i was going to conjure a demon out of the toilet that's the thing with one of these episodes like when you do these darker spirits darker entities there's some sort of nervousness that comes Mm -hmm. with researching these things or talking about these things and it makes you think that just thinking about them is going to summon them to you and now talking about them is just going to be what's that going to do this is great. We're doing well. We're doing fine. Join us. Join us. But before you join us, why don't we talk Halloween costumes and movies? Yes. Let's do it. Who's first this week? This is just for the month of October. If you are a new listener who is joining us for the month of October, we are giving suggestions of um, movies to watch and costumes to dress up as and help you out. You, I think, are first, right? I don't know. Who cares? Doesn't matter. Okay, I'll go. I call this one, I'll get you my pretty and your little dog, too. (laughs) And it's not, it has nothing to do with Wizard of Oz. It's because I thought of a costume that includes your dog or cat, whatever you want to do. Or bunny. I don't know what pet you have. Probably not a lizard. Sorry, Caitlin. Um. (laughs) Our friend Caitlin owns a lizard and it's weird i mean carol's kind of cute but whatever so this is the little red riding hood and the wolf so you dress up as little red riding hood and then you dress your dog pet whatever lizard i won't judge 
I am secretly judging, but you know, do it as the granny, but like the wolf in disguise. Oh, oh, that's so cute. Oh, I want a dog. (laughs) That's adorable, Sabrina. You really, I'm proud of you for including a dog in your category. I know. I thought you would be proud of me. I super am. I'm very impressed. I thought you were like, and then get a cat and then pretend the cat's a dog that's in disguise. <gasps> no, don't you know what's do a that. Good costume is cat yeah. dog and it's a couple's costume. Two of our friends did it in college and they like stayed attached to each other all night. Yeah, such a good costume. Okay, what'd you pick? This one is kind of a penny one and it's very 21st century. Ooh. Well, you can do it in a variety of ways, but basically the costume is glued to your phone. So you can glue phones all over you or you can be glue and just have your phone in your hand all night, but you're glued to your phone. I love it. You're a millennial. I love puns. I also have a really fun birthday party idea for you. And actually my brother Christian came up with it because he wants to do this for himself. Basically, it's a party. You should do a birthday party where everyone dresses up as a pun. (gasps) A different pun. I love it. Sign me up. I already have a bunch of ideas. Love it. Okay, what's your second one? I call this one The Darkness I Know Well. (laughs) Uh, I named it after my favorite Spring Awakening song. Uh, It is a shadow person. So, great. instead of being a ghost where you don't show up to a party, this time you show up, but no one can see you because you're blending into the darkness and the shadows. Basically, you wear one of those like units unisuits i don't know what they're called like the spandex suits that are all black Mm -hmm. and you could either attach to someone and be their shadow and do like the theater game where you mimic every movement that they do which would be fun or you just lurk in corners and stare at people also fun or (laughs) if you want to involve your child have them dress up as peter pan and then you're their shadow that's adorable i love the peter pan version you don't like the creepy staring in the in the corners no, I don't. And it actually reminds me, the Peter Pan version of The Shadow reminds me of a children's book that I read when I was younger. Don't remember the name, but it's the ballerina and her shadow. Do you remember that one? Is it Thumbelina? Or is no, that no, no. No, that's different. This girl, like, or someone goes to the shadow store and you get to buy your own shadow and she buys what? like a shadow of a ballerina. Something, I don't know. Who knows? You know? Someone will tell us. Someone knows. Something happened sometime back in the day and that's what I'm remembering now or lack of remembering. There's a theme today. Here is one. It's another punny one. Okay. I guess I'm doing punny this week. This one I've actually done, and it was done by me because I found out that I was going to a Halloween party about 30 minutes before going to the <laughs> Halloween party. So this is like super makeshift, super last minute. Uh-huh. You take a t-shirt and you just cut holes in it to look like ribs like just do like little cuts so Uh that it hangs open and it looks like a skeleton it's just a white t-shirt and then you put on mouse ears and do like little whiskers and a nose and then you're a dead mouse oh i like it i will warn you no one knew who i was (laughs) but that's okay but only you need to know who you are yeah if it's punny like it's the other person's fault if they can't figure it out they need to spend more time on the internet yes oh my god my friend did did i tell you this my friend in my book club did shrimp on a barbie and she <gasps> wore all pink like a barbie doll and then oh had that's little good toys on her <laughs> that's funny mm-hmm. but she also said that no one understood what she was yeah that's okay that's understandable yeah what movie did you pick 
I went with a classic this week because it was playing on 31 Nights of Halloween on Freeform, which, by the way, forgot the ABC family changed their name to Freeform <laughs> and spent 30 minutes yesterday looking for the channel. Oh. I had to Google it, and someone was like, it's Freeform now. I was like, Chah. The Adams Family. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. <laughs> I went on a 45-second rant to tell you. The Adams Family. <laughs> Love The Adams Family. I was almost going to do that, actually, as a costume recommendation for a whole family one. <gasps> that's a good one. Especially, what what's the guy that, like, is all hair? The blonde hair. It's like the uncle. I don't know his name. I love The Hand. Oh, The Hand. Oh, that's a good one. You could wear black bodysuit and just leave your hand out just leave an exposed hand what movie are you watching i chose it's the great pumpkin charlie brown oh my god my heart is full any charlie brown movie is just so the nostalgia alone i know it just really brings me back to childhood and it brings our parents back to childhood it's like one of those generational it just spans generations yeah i love it so great. Well, that was an awesome suggestion. You too, Corinne. Thanks. <laughs> oh, wait, we have business. One little business thing to say. Okay. So we have gotten so many emails in oh, the past yes. few months, and it's getting to a point where we are having trouble keeping up. I don't know if trouble is the right word. <laughs> we're just drowning, which is yeah, such a we're good drowning. thing because we want to read them all, and there are so many good stories coming in. But we are at the point where we cannot personally respond to every single one. Yeah. We're going to try and we're going to respond to all of them up until uh, this episode comes out. So October 14th. Yes. So we will get to all of the ones that were sent in before October 14th with like actually responding personally yeah. to them. And then all of the ones that we read on the podcast that we choose to read, we will respond to. You know that yes, it that has been read. read. And – as a note, like you can still email us after this, and we will absolutely consider them and read them for. Oh my gosh, please! The, yeah, we want more emails. It's not that; it's just that we can't take the time to respond to all of them. And uh, if ever actually, we have like moments free, though, we will try to. We yeah, exactly. And it's not like never going to happen. It's just we can't be consistent about it. Yeah, and I'm just going to say we have we both have full time jobs, we both have personal projects going on, so it's it's hard. And this is something that we care about you guys, so we want to interact with you, but it's just becoming difficult to respond to every email. And then we are also going to be adding a new every week starting 2019. We're going to do an encounters episode, so that means more of your emails will be read. Yes, and more time spent listening to the podcast, Yay, more content, two episodes a week. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, Leia's here. It's been a is while that, since. Leia's. Is that you? No, that was me. <laughs> I, I didn't have the video up, and so I was meowing back at you. <laughs> I thought it was Leia. It's been a while since Leia's been on the podcast. It has. This is their new cameo because normally you record while you're at work. Yeah. And now I'm at home in Leia's bedroom. So when my roommate moved out, we actually made this Leia's bedroom and <laughs> she has That's a queen sweet. bed. <laughs> so sweet. She's <laughs> got a cute it. little headboard, some white it's pillows. Really cute. Love her. Um, okay, wait. So this week's topic was picked by another Patreon donor, Sim, and he chose... Demons. Demons. 
and packs types with of demons. yeah types of demons packs with demons just demon demon everywhere demons are just like us demons are a girl's best friend i don't know who's first and it doesn't matter i think i am i think it's whenever whoever's editing is first wow that's um i'm just i'm just gonna recline back relax pull my feet up relax (laughs) (laughs) okay so i chose a specific demon and i'm just gonna say as i like as a warning we are gonna be talking about demons so beware but also can we all agree right now that we're not going to sell our souls to the demons because I just, when I was doing research for this, I was so overwhelmed by how many people attempt to sell their soul to the demon, to a demon, to demons, multiple. It Satan, just and the devil, whatever. It was overwhelming. I was like, people are nuts. I mean, like, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Illuminati, Katy Perry. Right. So, like, all I ask is that we, instead of making a pact with the demon, make a pact with us. And don't sell your soul to the demons. And we'll just tell you to try your best. <laughs> yeah. You can do it. You can succeed without a demon. <laughs> because also, like, truly, if a demon takes... If you make a pact with a demon, you're basically giving them your soul. And then it's not really you doing it. It's the demon. And then I also, in my research, noticed that people, plenty of people forget that a pact with the demon or a pact with the devil, with Satan, you're exchanging something for something else. So it's like you're exchanging yourself for success. But most people forget that a timeline is often not associated with it. It's like, I want to be famous. Well, for how long? Right. Maybe only a year. One minute. So just be careful and maybe don't. That's what we're saying. Maybe definitely don't. Anyway, I chose to discuss the demon Beelzebub. 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 Wait, shit. Say it one, say it one more time. Beelzebub. Okay, good. Because you're not supposed to say demonic things. Oh, three times? Three times. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Good. Thank God we're safe now. <laughs> oh, man. As if all my research and the future talking <laughs> about it is not going <laughs> to. We're going to have to do a count and make sure that it doesn't end on like a duplicate of three. All right. You want to keep tally? I'll do a count. I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. Let me pull up my little notes. I know you love math, but. <sighs> okay. Well, one, two, three, four. Okay. Okay. So we actually referenced this demon in the episode that we talked about the demon house because he was believed to be the demon possessing and affecting that family. And he is known as the Lord of the Flies. And if you think about it, if you say his name enough times, it kind of sounds like the sound of a fly. Oh. Doesn't well, it? I'm tempted to test it right now, but I also don't want to say his name a bunch. Just say it even in, in your head if you like think about it for a little bit. I like, don't want to. Or maybe it's just that I'm possessed by him. <laughs> and now I'm going to tell you my story. I her hope you enjoy just... it, Corinne. <laughs> Sabrina's eyes turn black and her mouth opens wider than natural. <laughs> ah! Sabrina! <laughs> oh my God, that was scary. I didn't think you were acting to do anything. <laughs> are you surprised by me doing something scary i'm surprised at how good our connection is because i'm real time (laughs) reacting (laughs) okay so his name is derived from a philistine god named ekron and then was later adopted as a major demon so already he was thought of as a god and then later thought of as as a demon 
which makes sense because demons we know we've talked about it are actually they like lure you in they think that they make you think that they're good and they're gonna be helpful and great and then all of a sudden they steal your soul and it's like oh shit you're a demon he is associated also with the canaanite god baal and sometimes his name is another name for the devil aka satan so there are varying stories i think it depends on what your religious beliefs or backgrounds are and then there are so many different theories whether it's demonology christianity all these things so it's a little complicated and there are multiple stories about who he is but in demonology he is known as one of the seven princes of hell and the seven are lucifer who is the demon of pride mammon which is the demon of greed asmodus which is the demon of lust leviathan the demon of envy beelzebub demon of gluttony satan the demon of wrath and belphegor which is the demon of sloth you know i just learned something new because i always thought that satan was like the leader of the pack right i didn't realize that he was categorized almost like within the same plane as others right so it depends on what you believe yes some people think he's the like father of hell and i think that's how it originated and i'll kind of get to one of the stories about my dude demon dude and kind of the background of it because it's like an evolution (laughs) similar to how like the greek gods have an evolution of their stories and how they came to where they are i like how you called them demon dude (laughs) that should be the episode title demon dudes (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to avoid saying his name in many ways (laughs) my demon dude (laughs) (laughs) oh god So, yes, demons are very complicated, and there are a lot of different ways to classify them, but let's just go along with the theory that they're fallen angels and understood based on the sin in which they are able to tempt people. So, for my guy, he is the demon of gluttony. Gluttony. (laughs) Gluttony, Sabrina. Fuck, gluttony. (laughs) I think I said it twice, too. He eats all the gluten. Curses people with gluten allergies. You get a gluten allergy. You get a gluten allergy. (laughs) This is how you know I've been in LA for too long. (laughs) It's killing me. All right. Well, I'm done. I'm tapping it. (laughs) Take me over. Uh, You're going to develop a gluten allergy. Don't say his name too many times. Okay. Okay. He something something gluttony. Gluttony, not gluttony. <laughs> so who is Beelzebub? Is he just misunderstood? He is complicated and um, he was first viewed as a god. The reason being that he drove away the flies. It's complicated, but basically when they thought people were possessed. His they Facebook would... relationship is, it's complicated. I truly, when I was writing this, I was like, I feel like I'm writing a dating profile for Beelzebub. Literally. Beelzebub's. <laughs> relationship status is beelzebub and humankind it's complicated and allergic to gluten <laughs> gluten support group he's part of oh, the gl- that's his group. <laughs> he leads it oh he's an admin oh and he just wants friends so he makes everyone else allergic to gluten so that other people join his group you know we really shouldn't be joking about this because i don't want to lighten up the dangers of demons but it's also really fun but also, we should probably make light of it so we're not too serious and get possessed. 
Right. Let the light in. Right. So the reason that people thought he was a god is that he actually, when other people were possessed, they would say in his name, like they would kind of exercise people with it with using his name, and then those people would become free of the demons. So he like drove away the flies, as they called it. Okay. But I feel like it's probably for selfish reasons. Like maybe he's like, get out of there so I can get in, you know? So he's known to possess people himself, and according to the 16th century occultist Johann Weyer, Beelzebub led a successful revolt against Satan by delivering Adam and other pre-Christian, otherwise unbaptized, unbaptized saints in prison from hell to heaven on behalf of Jesus. So basically, he worked with Jesus in order to deliver people who were unbaptized to heaven, and Satan was obviously pissed. Jesus was happy, and Jesus made Beelzebub the supreme chieftain of hell, ranking him above Satan. Okay. So that would be one of the stories why. Wait, why Satan, would they do that? Because I think, I, I don't know, I'm not Jesus or God, so someone give me the answers. I'll save these questions for when I go to heaven and ask God himself. But I think it's like, okay, let's make a deal. I'll give you the keys to hell and you cooperate with me. Okay. Okay. Right? Deal with the All devil. Right. I understand. So Jesus made the original deal with the devil. I think so. But then there's also another theory, and maybe they go together, and maybe this story actually happens before Jesus and Beelzebub work together. But apparently, when Satan first rebelled, he recruited followers, and these were the first fallen angels. So it was Beelzebub, Lucifer, and Leviathan. And they fought at Satan's side. And once Satan took residence in hell, Beelzebub learned to tempt men with pride. So he basically, Satan rewarded rewarded him with his like right-hand man position. And they became best friends forever until Beelzebub betrayed him. And so when in hell, Beelzebub learned to tempt people with pride. And he also had command over diseases and this is where his appearing as a fly comes in because he would appear as a fly and command other flies. So if they were congregating over a dead body that had a disease, he could send the flies to living bodies and transmit that disease. Oh, God. Yeah. Also, he's believed to be the god of storms or the demon of storms and can control rain and air. He's also the god of – he's also the god of entomments entomancy which is the method of divination by interpreting the behavior of insects so the similar thing that i said with flies and he's also a master of astrology and zodiac wait Again. this is so interesting because i literally just listened to the ologies episodes episode on ants oh really yes the guy was learned? like ants are stupid they're only smart in packs and they only do stuff when like triggered basically they're only they're only smart in terms of how their colony functions. But individually, they're stupid. But they're really strong, so that makes up for it. It's like Zach Baggins. <laughs> Don't say that about my boyfriend! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to insult you. <laughs> it's okay. I have thick skin. I don't know about Zach, though. We talk about him so much. Okay, equally as disturbing as all of the people who were, like, were praising Bebub, the dude. Bebubs. Bebebs. So he, so yeah, so not only are people like praising him online, but people are also telling you how to summon him. And I'm not going to tell you how because it's only going to bring you pain and suffering. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, something came out of me there. 
What was a little it? tickle in the back of your throat? <laughs> I had a fly in the back of my throat. Weird. How'd that get there? Oh, my God. <laughs> but he, more to the dating profile, what does he look like? He will most likely appear as a fly, but he does have a physical representation as well. And this representation is very complicated. It's just very in-depth, very detailed. So, as a monarch of hell, he is a large figure with a swollen chest, a bloated face, flashing eyes, and raised eyebrows. He has a menacing aura, and he sits on a throne surrounded by fire. He is black as moor, with large nostrils and two horns on his head, and has two bat-like wings attached to his shoulders. He has two duck feet, a lion's tail, and is covered head to foot in shaggy fur. And he has a raspy voice. Well, he's got he a and lot. I going have on. one thing in common. We both have bloated faces. Oh That's God. all I took away from that description. <laughs> I thought you were going to say flashing eyes. Oh, well, that was very nice of you. Oh, not in the way that you're doing it. Now oh, I take sorry. that as an insult. I was trying to look beautiful. <laughs> it just didn't translate through the screen. It was sorry. a lot of darting eye movement. <laughs> okay. Interesting that he has duck feet, I have to say, because that doesn't seem very menacing, Right. Isn't that kind of like... Sweet? But that means he can swim in water. Oh, real true. Well. Also, I read a lot. There was there are a lot of websites that had his like astrological studies and his personal characteristics, like his zodiac position. And he has his plant. He's connected to the plant, the fern, like the fern plant. And the sun is his planet. Iron and gold are his metals. His element is fire. And he's a day demon. And rules over 66 legions of spirits, which, of course, 66. And I don't know what day demon means. Like, are there night demons? I don't know. I don't know. But maybe he sleeps at night just like us. Yeah, I'm really trying to figure out what a day demon must mean. He only possesses you during the day. Or maybe the day doesn't take away from his strength, you know? He does Well, because the sun... The sun is his planet, so it would give him power. True. Um, his candle color is black. Say you found yourself in a position where you have either purposefully, which don't, or accidentally summoned and then gotten possessed by Beelzebub. What can you, your family, friends, etc., do to exercise him out of you? It's actually very difficult, and you should probably call 100% call a professional, but there are some things that I read that can help. And since he is closely related and linked with blood and sacrifice and the flies are attracted to him, it's sometimes necessary to utilize another sacrifice to free yourself or your loved one from his possession. And so many priests have actually had experiences exercising this demon from innocent people. And in doing that, they will bring a, it's sad, they'll bring a live chicken into the room to provide another entity or body for Beelzebub to possess, therefore freeing the person. And then a lot of priests who have been in this situation have claimed that this demon will engage in philosophical debates, taunting them and trying to manipulate them out of exercising them. So basically, when you're trying to save someone's soul, these this demon is making you question everything you believe and getting into your head and like can read your mind and know your deepest beliefs and can challenge them, which is just, it's psychological warfare. That's really terrifying. Yeah. How do you ensure that you are you and you're making the decision that you want to make and you're, ah, I don't like it. But th- isn't that the question of everyday life? Am I making these decisions or have they already pre-planned? I think, I think, well, that could explain how I didn't know how to get out of the bathroom. 
because someone maybe else someone forgot didn't want you to get out of the erased bathroom. the code for that <laughs> someone left your computer terminal empty and was like oh shit i have to go back they cut and they forgot to paste they're like didn't predict that she was gonna go to the bathroom <laughs> again and there are actual exorcisms and possession cases documented of beelzebub possessing people and the very famous and i think we may have mentioned this one on the podcast is anna euclid it was one of the first and most well-documented possession accounts in america and Briefly, I'll tell you the background of it. She was born and raised in a Catholic home in Marathon, Wisconsin, and began exhibiting signs of possession at an early age. She demonstrated revulsion of holy objects and had disturbed thoughts and was unable to enter churches. And then she began to take part in unspeakable sexual acts, which I didn't really find too much on it. But their family was so worried about her that eventually they kept going to medical professionals and they could not diagnose her there was no medical explanation for what was going on to her so they eventually sought help from the church and her very first exorcism was performed by a priest on june 28th of 1912 but it didn't work and then her next exorcism didn't take place for another 26 years when at this point she was now possessed by numerous demons and spirits and this second set of exorcisms lasted it was three sessions spread out over 23 days And during those sessions, it was apparent that Anna was possessed by at least four distinct powerful entities, and one of them was Beelzebub, and had introduced himself to the priests in the room and tried to engage the exorcist in these philosophical debates and mind games. So basically, I was going to say, I I feel like I've heard of him coming forth multiple times before. I feel like he's kind of chatty. Yes, and he actually, I think you discussed uh, Annalise. Mich- Michelle Michael, I don't remember how to say her name. The possession case of Annalise, and he was one of the demons also in that case. So Okay, that must be where I'm drawing those parallels. And the stories are kind of similar just in terms of like how extreme the possessions were and the and how long the process of, ta- of exercising the demons out of these girls took. And finally... For Anna, on December 23rd, the final day of the exorcism, the priest commanded the demons in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and the Blessed Virgin Mary to depart to hell. And during this prayer that he was saying, the room filled with strange smells and flies started to surround Anna, which is a sign of Beelzebub's presence. And in that moment, Anna collapsed on her bed and started shaking and shrieking, and she said the four names. Beelzebub, Judas, Jacob, Mina collapsed and, like, sucked in all this air and then opened her eyes in her own voice and spoke, My Jesus mercy, praise be Jesus Christ. So apparently, it's believed that this exorcism actually helped and saved Anna's life, but throughout her life, she did have a few other more minor possessions. And it was believed that her own father had cursed her with the help of his lover, who was her aunt. Why her? Wouldn't you curse your wife if you're sleeping with the aunt? Like, get rid of my wife. This is the, I mean, this is disturbing. But apparently her own father and her own aunt tried to engage her in an incestuous relationship and she denied them. Oh, my God. And so they cursed her. Forget poor, what's her face? What's her face? Anna? Forget possessing Anna. Those demons should possess the father and the aunt, if that's the case. Like, they're already rotten people. Wouldn't be hard to get their souls. Right. It's really 
effed up. But there are also many, many cases of Beelzebub possessing people, and he's believed to have actually had a massive influence on Salem, Massachusetts during the Salem Witch Trials. And apparently his name came up repeatedly repeatedly during the trials, and Reverend Cotton Mather actually wrote a pamphlet after the trials entitled Of Beelzebub and His Plot. So he was blamed for inspiring the witchcraft that was supposedly taking hold of the town. But it's hard to tell. We weren't there. And all we know that it was just a horrible massacre of innocent people. Right. And from our time in Salem, Sabrina, when we went to all of the memorials Mm -hmm. and the museums and learned a lot about it, it also sounds like people were just kind of crazy. And bored. Yeah. They were bored. They were deprived of regular activity and fun and sensory pleasures and so they went a little bit mad and it was just very easy to point the finger so whether that was something that beelzebub contributed to and preyed upon or it was just all of these wild minds running rampant we don't know it's hard it's hard to know it was regardless it's an awful situation beelzebub is an awful awful demon and there are lots of chances actually of being possessed by him whether you summon him or not He's actually known to be in certain regions abroad. And if you move into a home that had previously been owned by someone who either summoned or was possessed by Beelzebub, you have a high chance of being possessed by him. Oh, what? Yes. So always do a lot of research on the home you're buying. I mean, how could you even know? How do you know? Yeah. Like, what if I got possessed and then I was like, I'm leaving that house. I'm never going back again. And I just move out and I sell my house. Then... And I don't tell anyone. Make sure you get a big cleansing from the church before you move. Or after you move, before you sell. Or we should change the law and make everyone have to report any hauntings in their home before selling it. That sh- Is that not a law? I figured it would be. If you do fo- show any of these following symptoms, I'm going to do like a medical read real quick. Please call professional help, your priest, or an exorcist. If you have reddened eyes with a glazed, fixed look and a change in voice, a tendency to use foul language and eat like a gluten, (laughs) eat gluten, (laughs) the presence of flies and overall negative change in behavior, these are symptoms of being possessed. Beelzebub. It's like saying, it's like saying Beetlejuice. You say it different every time, like Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. It's like you say it too many (gasps) times. You said it three times. Ah, Beetlejuice. Fourth time. Nice. Honestly, I'd love if Beetlejuice showed up. Like, what's he going to do? Shrink me? Um, To end it on a lighter note, there is a Japanese series called Beelzebub, and it's actually, it's the series follows a high school delinquent, Tatsumi Oga, who is forced to raise Beelzebub, the son of the devil king, who is sent to Earth to destroy humanity. So if you want to enjoy a good demon show, there you go. Jeez. Um, I mean, I was always nervous about him. I don't want to say his name any more times because... I, I tried to do like a little marker for how many times bo- between the two of us we said it. And I, I kind of lost track. So who knows if I got it right. But I have 30, but, 30 yeah. strikes. I mean, this is why I did not include the, the the ways to summon him. Because even just reading the ways to summon him, I was like, <gasps> And why would you read them? Because that's you summoning him, basically. Oh, shit. Good thing I didn't do it. Right. I mean, unless there are some steps like light a candle and tickle your butt with a feather i don't know yeah you need to like have a pentagram and have specific candles and all that stuff and you're supposed to like sacrifice your blood and you know i basically just told you how (laughs) after you said you wouldn't shit okay 
I did, if I could make a subject line that is deal with the devil, asterisk, lighthearted, this would be it. Oh, wait, that's great. It's, (laughs) there's no possession, there's no exorcisms, but there's a lot of questioning, a lot of how did that happen? So this is a happy ending with a demon pack. Yeah, maybe. Sure. <laughs> okay. We'll decide when we get to the end. All right. This we'll take is a poll. Robert Johnson's Deal with the Devil. Robert Johnson, if anyone knows guitar really well, has studied guitar, enjoys blues music, and wait, is it blues? Oh my God. <laughs> my mind. Yes, blues music. <laughs> you might recognize Robert Johnson's name. He's one- considered one of the best guitarists in the world. And Rolling Stones listed him as number five on their top 100 greatest guitarists of all time. Damn. People loved this guy. They loved his music. His music was super revered and it was copied by many other blues artists at the time. And people pretty much essentially called him the god of blues. Wow. He was thought of like the father of blues, the god of blues. You know, he was credited with a lot. That's... Wow. I mean, to be called a god. Which is ironic because many people believe that he achieved this success by selling his soul to the devil. What better win for the devil to make someone be called a god? Right. And then it's almost like mocking. Yeah. Like, look what I can do. God himself. It's like, oh, you're a god? Well, now so am I. Yeah. And this is only one single part of me, one person that I've affected, blah, 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 blah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, well, okay, let's venture back in time, learn how Robert Johnson found his way into this sort of relationship. Great. Robert was born in Mississippi back in 1911, and at 18 years old, he got married, but his wife, who was 16 at the time, died in childbirth. (gasps) Super awful. And many people speculated that this was punishment to Robert Johnson for singing secular songs. So he, the popular thing was to sing like religious songs back in the day, but he was, he was singing these like non-religious blues music type of stuff. He always really wanted to be a a blues singer and a musician and singing non-religious music was pretty unpopular and it was kind of considered a form of selling your soul to the devil. Right. So it was like, you better sing about Jesus or you better get out. God, what would they think about people today? Oh my God. Like Nicki Minaj. Back that ass up. <laughs> like all those songs. Lick, 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 bop. Oh my God. We'd all go to hell. <laughs> my neck. My back. My. <laughs> oh my God. I used to sing that every morning to Caitlin. <laughs> every morning? She would hate me. Allie and I would sing it to Caitlin and she would. <laughs> or maybe Caitlin and I would sing it to Allie. I don't remember. After his wife died, he then was like, okay, now is pretty much my opportunity to just, you know, maybe I wasn't supposed to be this family man. Maybe I wasn't supposed to um, settle down in one location. I can finally, not that his wife was pulling him back from this, but like, you know, he was like, okay, this is my time to pursue music and try to be a blues musician. And he was probably so devastated that it's like, I don't want to go through that pain again of losing my family. Right. And then a lot of musicians go through hard times and that's inspiration for their music. And so this was a good opportunity. Nope. That makes it sound like it's good to lose someone. You you know what I'm saying? Yes. I know exactly what you're saying. I, th- I think artists in general like have are able to put their past into beautiful pieces of art. Right. 
So that's what he wanted to do. And Robert Johnson had played guitar his entire life. He so badly wanted to be a blues musician. And he was pretty decent at harmonica. But when it came to his guitar skills, he was subpar, like actually so below subpar. He was just straight up horrible at guitar. Oh, and so bad that people were like literally begging each other to get rid of his guitar. And they said that his guitar playing drove people mad. So he was just like not good. If you keep trying, you might do you might succeed. If you don't what's what's why can't I say this? If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. There you go. Yeah, well he was trying, but everyone was wishing he wouldn't. And so he just like wasn't doing too hot in his town and his teachers were like, Oh, poor little rubber he's just not getting it and so robert was like okay you know what i get i get that all of y'all don't believe in me so i best be getting out and so then he left and he wanted again to just still be a blues player he never lost that dream although everyone in the town was like yes suck he was like no i'm gonna be great and so he he moved on and then supposedly he went to Uh, study under this guy named isaiah zimmerman and isaiah zimmerman was this man who i supposedly learned how to play guitar by visiting cemeteries at night and learning from the spirits it's like some um down a dark hall kind of stuff oh my gosh that's exactly what i thought of when i read that i was like okay yes yes (laughs) so this guy was like kind of sketchy sounding but Robert was like, cool. He sounds reputable. So he plans to go study with him. And Robert is walking down the street one day and he's, well, it's nighttime and he's really mopey and he just went walking off. He often was like inside his own head and would just venture off on little walks. His friends said that this happened like throughout his entire life. Uh, and he walked off with his guitar and he came across these crossroads at the Mississippi Delta. And he'd never seen these crossroads before. And it was here that he met a large, dark figure who offered to teach him how to master the guitar. That's not sketchy at all. Right? It's like when a stranger found Hagrid and offered him the one thing he's always wanted, a dragon egg. It's awful suspicious. Always say no. But Robert Johnson was like, I do want to know how to play the guitar. And also this dark figure was like, I can also make you a blues legend, but you have to give me your soul. So it was... Satan, you know, the devil. This figure was Satan. This figure was Satan. And Robert was like, okay, sure, let's do it because this is what's most important to me. I don't care about my soul. I just want to be a bomb ass blues musician. And so Satan took the guitar from Robert and he tuned it. He played a few amazing songs and then he handed it back to Robert. So then Robert returns from the midnight rendezvous with the devil. And basically, like in an instant, he becomes insanely good at guitar insanely good this is a real person who is a music legend and there's so much information on him so many witnesses so many experts looking into this guy this isn't some like random guy that's like oh and then he mastered guitar like he it was out of nowhere he was an overnight sensation and he wouldn't practice at all so you said practice 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 But he never practiced. No one saw him practice. And he suddenly just knew songs. He would pick them up in an instant. If he felt like playing it, it would just pour out of him for the first time he ever tried. It was insane. And people were thinking that it was a miracle. But Robert was like, oh, no, it was the devil. What if Satan really just wants to be a guitarist and, like, he just knows that people won't accept him? So he 
he made a deal with a guy so that he can finally have his dream come true. I appreciate your your willingness and your eagerness to paint Satan as just this like damaged little boy who's just trying to live his life and was misnamed <laughs> as this evil creature. But I mean, his friends grew him over and he's no longer the Lord of Hell. He doesn't have the keys to the castle anymore. And now he's just, you know, he's like that guy who sits alone at lunch. Oh my gosh, everyone should sit with those people who sit alone at lunch. That's sad. That makes me hurt. But that's what I mean. He just seemed, you know, I have sympathy for Satan. Okay, well, he's had however many centuries to (laughs) right his wrongs, and he hasn't. So I, he and I are broken up. All right. We've never been, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do that to Zach. I'm getting it. (laughs) Zach! (laughs) So Robert Johnson becomes insanely good at guitar overnight and then he starts to travel around the country performing blues music and he would stay with friends who would stay with family and often many of his female suitors so he didn't i don't really know if he had a house like Hmm. a long-term location where he stayed because he had long-term relationships with many women across the country and other women he would just pick up for the night so that he would have a place to stay i guess and then also (laughs) in more rural areas he would ask ugly girls if he could stay with them and their families so that they would let him stay for a long period of time because they were ugly what a jerk (laughs) he's so bad he's such a jerk oh he was really taking advantage of these people he also had at least eight different last names and used these different last names everywhere so he was basically eight different people and i'm like well why do you need to do that what do you have going on yeah what are you hiding especially if you're a well-known blues musician why do you have so many names i mean i understand if you want to have some privacy sometimes maybe you you like a lot of celebrities will fly under pseudonyms so that people aren't aware or they'll stay at hotels under different names what would your name be charlie that's cute i always wanted to name my daughter charlie if i have one I feel like that's the name these days. Like all of our friends are like, Charlie. It's my drunk alter ego. When I go out, I introduce myself as Charlie. Oh, mine's Veronica. She's much meaner than I am. (laughs) 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 Okay. So he had a bunch of names, but people who knew him well said that he was so nice. So it's kind of weird because this persona that you see or hear about when he was traveling around and doing blues is is pretty different than the person that people really close to him said he mm. was. He was super nice, very well-mannered, very quiet. They said he was pretty damn normal. But he also really enjoyed following his own path. So he would just go off and wander. He would just do his own thing. Was it him or was it Satan? I don't know. I don't know, man. But let's go back to his music. So he went from being unbearable to listen to to being able to hear a song and then replicate it on the guitar he had perfect pitch yeah man because satan gave him the ability he's not just gonna give him half of the skills he's gonna give him all of them damn satan damn satan you (laughs) you bad boy (laughs) (laughs) what are you gonna do about it You took it to a whole new level. (laughs) (laughs) I was also winking. (laughs) Okay, well, Satan's doing something for Robert. Who knows where the line of their relationship ended? I don't. 
so it's just weird. And people like to point out that this was a shy guy who couldn't play guitar, who suddenly was able to schmooze his way into all these connections and friends and lovers across each city. Everyone fell in love with him. Everyone helped him out each time he returned to the city. He was almost like cult leader-ish. He was super personable and relatable. And it's weird, though, because everyone's like, oh, here's just this quiet, like, unreal guitarist. And yet somehow everyone feels this crazy connection to him and will, like, do anything for him. He was also, well, I mean, everyone's like, he was normal, but he was, some of his, some of his actions were a little bit unpredictable. Like, he would often play with other people on stage, and they would be doing super well. Money would be flowing onto the stage. They're like, this is great. More people would be showing up. And then he would just straight up walk away. Like, he would walk off the stage and leave everyone on stage playing, and they wouldn't see him for weeks or sometimes, like, eight months. He'd just disappear. He'd leave. Where'd he go? Somewhere else. I don't know. <laughs> I just imagine this is the image that came to my head that Satan like gets tired and he's like, it's like, you know, and Cinderella goes to the ball and it's like, you have to be home at midnight. And so he's like drags Robert's body back to the hotel, but then like leaves his body to go do his other business. And then Robert's just like sleeping in a bed for eight months, like sleeping beauty. It could be. This could be very conditional, you know, just because you make the deal with the devil doesn't mean that. You're just free after that deal yeah. and that he just gets your soul. Yep. You're just a vessel for him to use. So Robert was an interesting character, Robert Johnson. And the rumors about the pact with the devil only made him more intriguing. And he even confirmed the rumors himself and someone openly talked about his deal with the devil. Hmm. He even sang about it. So there's a few of his songs. He released like... 29 songs or something like that while he was alive and a few of his songs reference the story of the pact with the devil there's one called crossroad blues another one called crossroads there's one called me and the devil blues and researchers and folklorists have wondered if he did have a deal with the devil or if perhaps it was a deal with legba who is an african trickster who's associated with crossroads and it's basically I think Legba is like a a voodoo figure and he's often seen at like the crossroads and you have to, if you're trying to make an appeal to the spirit world, if you're trying to ask something of the spirit world, like to be a bomb guitar player and blues musician, it's Legba who decides whether or not you will be accepted if you get to earn this deal. Interesting. But others were like, no way. It was just the regular devil. So... It also could have been um, – because if you think of the seven princes of hell, it could have been – I mean, any number of them. But, like, Lucifer is the demon of pride. Mammon is greed. I don't know. It could could have been been literally all of them. All of them combined into one. The seven sins, baby. It's tempting. Yeah. I asked once – I – whoa, never mind. Can't speak. What? I was going to say – I once asked a hinge date what his sins were. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a good question. Well, he brought, yeah, he was talking about religion. And I was like, what are your sins? <laughs> he took it really seriously. It respond? was like confession. He, he, it, I was like, pretend there's a little great and I'm behind it. And he was like, that's only Catholicism. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that because I've only been to a Catholic church. Did you cleanse him of his sins or forgive um, him of all his sins? There wasn't a second date. So. <laughs> so no. 
I'm not sure I should have asked what his sins were. Anyway. That's amazing. There's a bunch of imagery and references to the devil in Robert Johnson's songs. There's the song called Me and the Devil Blues, where he literally sings about walking and conversing with the devil about his dark thoughts and certain things and whatever. Then again, with blues music, there are references to the devil just in general, like across blues musicians. But it's different because let's remember that Robert Johnson was like, yeah, I made a deal with the devil. That's how I got so damn good. He said it. He wasn't just like, ooh, the rumor is like Illuminati, like all the celebrities today. He was straight up like, yeah, man, it happened. He confessed his sins. He confessed his sins. And he was never forgiven. Well, maybe perhaps he did something that didn't quite go over well with the devil. Or like we said, timeline. Who knows what the actual timelines are in terms of these deals with the devil, packs with the devil, packs Mm -hmm. with demons. Because at age 27, Johnson, Robert Johnson, died of unknown causes. Well, that's so young. Right? There's a lot of mysterious deaths when it comes to celebrities and, like, huge musicians. So not to get into YouTube conspiracy theories, but I'll just leave it there. And you can get into it on your own. You can get into it. Maybe if you're taking a public speaking class, do a speech on that. Yeah, or make a fake dating profile and see. Don't how many do that. Videos. I've done that before. What? I did a public speaking speech about dating profiles and if they actually work. And I did it on Plenty of Fish to see like how many creeps are out there. And the amount of messages I got, I didn't put my own picture, but the amount of messages I got that were like super sexual and un. Like, oh, just, like, yeah. Gross and bad. And this was honestly because I was worried about my mom online dating. I was trying to protect her. And I did the presentation to her as practice. <laughs> okay, so long as you didn't respond and like catfish no, no, anyone. No, no, no. Okay, good. Um, okay, so at 27, Johnson dies of unknown causes. And many people or many report that he began to feel ill and he began convulsing and died like a horrible oh, no. death. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, he must have been poisoned by some jealous husband. And apparently he was given whiskey as a gift. And so they think the whiskey was poisoned. Mm. But he suffered for three days and then he died. And experts were like, okay, the poison that was used, number one, you would be able to smell it. That alcohol would not be able to mask the smell of that poison, that particular poison that was like used then or whatever. Mm -hmm. And also he would have died much quicker than three days three yeah that's a long time days but also three when people get scratched three mocking the trinity three the Ugh. devil's symbol three 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 so perhaps good old robert johnson broke his deal with the devil and the devil was like let me take your soul right now yeah or maybe he agreed to just be a famous guitarist and master blues player for nine years and that's what he got. Yeah, I, I bet he didn't make that deal to only do it for a few years. I bet you he made the deal and didn't realize how short it was going to be. Right, because that's the thing. It's like you you yeah. don't – it's probably you're not even thinking about timeline. You're just like, yes, yes, like do it. It's like when you're asked, okay, you're given three wishes and then people like ask for like ridiculous things that just like go away super fast. My first wish would be I wish to have the power of a genie and be able to grant three wishes. 
But then so you then I, don't get to get your own wishes. You give people wishes. Who says? Who says? What if you appear to me as a genie and I say, I wish you can get your own wishes? Oh, there we go. Loopholes, baby. <laughs> get your own genie. Get your own genie.com. G-Y-O-G. Um, <laughs> just to finish it off, mm-hmm. the exact location of Robert Johnson's grave is unknown. Spooky. I wonder why. Well, there's a variety of reasons. Some people uh, believe it was because although he was like this super famous, awesome guitarist everywhere he went, I don't think he had a ton of money or. I mean, he also didn't have a home, so. Yeah, he was kind of, he lived this sort of like traveler nomadic life. And so they think he might have been buried like in a pauper's grave or amongst other poor people or just unmarked graves and so people don't know there's like rumors that he's over by like a some sort of like nut tree i forget what it's called Hmm. and then there's other rumors that he's over in some other cemetery and then there's other rumors that he's by another cemetery there's a bunch there's there's one cemetery where they're pretty sure he must be buried there so there's actually a sign that's like it's believed that Robert Johnson is buried in the cemetery. And then there's also at the crossroads where it's believed Robert Johnson made the pact with the devil. There's a sign that says, here marks the birth of blues music. Whoa. So Satan has a baby and it's blues music. Oh my gosh. Sabrina, that is like, you're basically writing blues lyrics right now. Oh my God. Should I become a blues musician? Satan has a baby and it's blues music. Satan had a baby, it was blues music. Okay, Frank Sinatra. Thank you. I didn't know it was Christmas time. I made a deal with Beelzebub. (laughs) All right, 31 times it was Ben said. Okay, that's good. You can't do two more, it's 33. I won't, I'm done. Okay, fine. Can I cleanse myself of all the things I've said? Sure. Would you like to confess your sins? Yes. Offline. We have listener stories as usual. Yes. And this is titled, Messed with a Ouija Board, Ended Up in a Psychiatric Hospital. Big hello from Norway. I wanted to share with you all my absolute scariest experience that I have ever had. Ever. Five years ago, when I was 24 years old, I made a homemade Ouija board and had the bright idea of trying to mess with Zozo. So, I turned off the lights, lit a few candles, and began. I went straight to asking, Zozo, are you here? Nothing happened. I repeatedly asked if he would show himself. Nothing happened. Getting kind of annoyed, I started provoking him, saying stuff like, I dare you to try and do something, you little piece of bleep. You're weak, fake, and ridiculous. And to my surprise, nothing happened. Yet. I muttered a few words to myself and left without saying goodbye. Not smart. The next day, I was invited to a party at my cousin's house, and we drank and had a good time. I eventually went out to the porch for a smoke when all of a sudden, I became a passenger in my own body. I started screaming in pure rage, throwing garden furniture all over the place. Another cousin of mine came out and asked what the fuck was going on, and later he told me that all he saw in me was complete black eyes and a demonic darkness on me. Oh my After that, he doesn't remember anything because I had knocked him out cold while sporting an evil smile. But that's not all. My other cousin came out and asked the same thing. I was back in my body again, desperately hugging him around his body, begging him to help me, and the next second, trying to crush him to death while laughing hysterically. 
This went back and forth many times. He started crying and asking me to stop. What are you doing, John? I had answered, why are you calling me John? John isn't here. Still laughing. Then he said, who are you? I answered, Zozo, Zozo, Zozo. I ran off into the woods and ended up at a house with a swing set. I remember thinking, oh my God, no, this is the worst to imagine and picture. He says, I remember thinking that I was supposed to hang myself on the swing set. I was almost driven to suicide without being suicidal. Next thing I remember is waking up in a psychiatric hospital. While I was there, I would have nightmares where I would walk around the hall smiling to people I met only to kill them by stabbing them with a sword when they had passed me. Oh, whoa. Five years have passed and I'm doing good now, but I can still feel evil in me every now and then. I've actually spoken to a medium and she told me that I do have something that's following me. She said that whatever it was, it wasn't a positive entity and also it wasn't a negative entity, which really puzzles me. I don't know what it could be. Does that mean maybe it is a demon? Because sometimes it's like there's zero year or they're... They have right. no age. They're like nothing. They're neither female nor male. It's just right. a lack of any descriptive being. Yeah. He says, I want to give you permission to use my story on the podcast if you want. Fingers crossed. But also because I really <laughs> want people to know what can happen if you totally disregard the rules and disrespect the Ouija board. It's not a toy at all. It can be used for good intentions, but also yep. also extremely evil and dark things can happen in a second. Oh, ain't that the truth? He said, after I woke up in the psych ward, I had no clue where I was or why. The doctors wanted to send me home after three days, even though I was showing symptoms they couldn't place in specific diagnosis. I did not get sent home. I stayed there for two months straight and four months on and off. I'm getting goosebumps while writing this, and here is why. The doctors wanted me to start writing a diary for them to read at the end of the week. So Friday came, and I gave them a diary for them to read, and all I had written was satanic verses, poems that mocked God, my birth date, and the day of my death, written on a tombstone I had drawn. There were also pages with one single word written several times. Zozo. Oh. I vividly remember a strong feeling of belonging in hell, not as a tormented soul, but as a demonic being. This sounds crazy, but I'm not making it up. Do not disrespect the Ouija board. This is five years ago, and I still feel the aftermath in a form of violent thoughts about other people sometimes. This reminds me almost of Harry Potter when uh voldemort like attaches a piece of him to the horcruxes yeah yeah he says oh by the way i'm a 270 pound guy former powerlifter, and sport a full-on viking beard and i fangirl every time you drop a new episode oh my gosh wait that's also so cool <laughs> but also horrifying what's horrifying oh i was saying it's so cool that he was a former powerlifter and that he has a full-on viking beard Right, but his story is terrifying. And I oh, yeah, but that. his I was like, are you saying that he his past, like his what he does is terrifying? No, but imagine seeing someone. I mean, this is like a scary case, and I'm glad that he was able to go to a psychiatric facility where he was able to get some help, even if it it does defy our understanding yeah. of the mind. I think like, could you imagine seeing a friend, someone you love, his cousin saw – his co- he attacked his cousin. I know. That's so scary, too. It's so it's scary. Like, but at the same time, I'm glad that he was with his cousin because right. it would be – I can't even imagine what would happen to him if he weren't with someone who knew him and knew that this wasn't right, right. for him. You know, if he was just out on the street and strangers were there, they could be like, oh, he's just, you know. Right. He- and he had suicidal thoughts when he ran to that swing set, and I'm sure his cousins and family ran after him. And Yeah. 
he blacked that's out. That's not where but... I thought it was going. I thought he was just going to like creepily swing, and it's it was so much Oof. worse. That's like the movie version of this, right? Ugh, it's oh, so so scary. horrible. And I mean, if you guys didn't have fear of playing with a Ouija board before, please, this is a real story from one of our listeners. Yeah, this should be warning if you can't do it correctly, or yeah, just just don't, just don't, unless you have a real reason yeah. that you really need to, and, and you, you have can do it safely. Good with, intentions. Yes, with good intentions. Don't taunt Zozo. Definitely <sighs> don't do that. So scary. Wow. Okay. It's always, you know, like, I the listener stories are my favorite part of, of the podcast because it's just so interesting to hear all the variations and the similarities between people's stories. And I love every single type yeah. of listener story, but there's just something about the ones that involve, like, demonic possession that is just so much more nightmare inducing maybe they're drawing us to those emails for a reason no, Sabrina. <laughs> oh, okay that was creepy also hold up did you see that tesla did another launch or sorry <laughs> spacex did another launch yeah but I thought it was so funny that so many people were freaking out saying alien abduction. I know. Like, like the what's happening? And I'm like, did you not remember this happening like nine months ago? But also I understand that. But I feel like if you did a quick Google search, you'd be like, oh, SpaceX is launching. And also the same exact thing happened less than a year ago where they did the last launch and everyone was like, the world is ending. And it's like it was such a big story that yeah. I would have thought people would remember. But. I missed both of them. I was inside during both of them. And then so like I went to go see a movie and I came out and everyone was like, did you see this? And I was like, damn it. I wish I saw it. Which movie did you see? Uh, I saw so many movies. I saw A Beautiful Boy. Ugh, everyone go see it. It is just beautiful and it's a story that needs to be told today and we need to talk more about addiction and mental illness and all of the stuff and then i also saw a star is born which oh my god again let's just talk about these things please i'm going to go see a star is born not yeah, sure when both, but i'm going they're both amazing movies i was i highly recommend both of them okay thank you for the wonderful pause on our terrifying stories yeah 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 but now we're back to it. Okay. Hi, Sabrina, Corinne, and Leah. I used to work at a mental hospital that is haunted, and nothing too major happened there. The majority of my weird experiences there were with patients themselves, but several times I saw patient charts fly off of the shelves when there was no one even near them, usually while I was by myself at the nurse's station doing my charting. I'm not talking like they slipped out of the slot. They legit flew off like somebody picked them up and threw them. There was also a sink in one of the break rooms that would just turn on by itself. So needless to say, no one ever wanted to take their breaks in there. <laughs> on the other hand, it could have been set up by management to get more work out of us by making <laughs> us too scared to take breaks. Brilliant. Evil. The building... The building has been around since, I believe, the 60s or 70s, and it has been used as different facilities such as a nursing home and a rehabilitation center throughout the years, but the majority of the time it has been used as a psychiatric facility. There were no suicides while I worked there, as we were very stringent and careful about safety, but I heard about many that had occurred in the past from some of the veteran nurses who had been there for a long time, so not surprisingly, 
it does seem a little haunted. The scariest thing that happened while I was there is what I believed to be an actual possession. Usually I write that stuff off as mental illness or even the side effects of psychiatric medication, but this guy I'm convinced was the real deal. I can't go into too much detail because of HIPAA laws, but the gist of why he came to us was because he had attacked a pastor at his church and he tried to kill him. Oh my gosh. While he was with us, he acted strangely, which of course pretty much all psych patients do, but would constantly recite Bible verses and say things like he was the devil, etc., which once again, isn't out of the normal, but his pupils would dilate so huge when he would say these things that even his eyes almost looked completely black, which to this day, I will never forget because it was completely terrifying. That's creepy. And one day he got really weird and was sort of contorting in the hallway and the staff was standing around him because we thought he was about to get violent. And when patients get violent, we have to put them into restraints to protect themselves and to protect others. And he wasn't really attacking anybody, though, just contorting and backbending, which Ooh. can actually be a side effect of some psych meds. Interesting. Called tar- tardive dyskinesia. I'm sure I said that wrong. He was doing this and still saying his creepy devil shit. And then he snapped his head around and looked at my coworker and told her, you really need to stop doing that. <gasps> oh, my God. I have chills. The color drained from her face, and she looked like she was going to cry. Later on, after the situation was handled, I I asked her what he was talking about when he said that, and she told me that she had been silently praying in her head for this guy, and then he turned around and said that to her. Creepy as fuck. Oh, Ah! my gosh. That's terrifying. So terrifying. He would come back every so often. We all dreaded having him as a patient because of the creepy shit he would say and the way his pupils would dilate like that. And I hadn't seen him in years since I quit that job. But a few months ago when I was pregnant, I was at Starbucks with my mom and he showed up. I got nervous and uncomfortable and I wanted to leave right away. But of course, I couldn't tell her why. And so I just made up an excuse so we could get the hell out of their stat. Later on that night, I went into labor and delivered my baby five weeks early. Could just be a coincidence. But either way, he scares the shit out of me, and I hope I never run into him. Oh. Now I'm an OB nurse, and surprisingly, I've had some creepy experiences at this job as well. There is a certain room that seems to have bad energy. One time a little over a year ago, my coworker and I were sitting at the nurse's desk, and we heard noises coming from inside that room that sounded like things being slammed and banging around. That whole side of the unit was empty as it was a pretty slow day, but our change nurse has OCD and does weird shit like rearranging the room. (laughs) So we just assumed it was her and went about our business. (laughs) As someone who has OCD and had to go to therapy, I feel this nurse. (laughs) However, a minute or two later, the change nurse came walking in from the other side of the unit and we asked her how she got there so fast since she'd just come from the room on the other side and she she told us that she hadn't been in there all day since there were no patients on that side of the unit so we ran into the room and we opened the door and it was empty and everything was perfectly in its place and there was no one even on that side of the unit and we were super creeped out and shut the door and tried to ignore it our building at the same time was brand new maybe six months old and being the ob unit we don't have many deaths so it didn't make sense that 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 it would be haunted, which creeped us out even more. 
Ever since then, every time I have a patient in that room, something ends up going wrong with the baby. And oftentimes they end up in the NICU. It's gotten to the point where I started requesting that I not be assigned to that room. And at first, the change nurse thought I was nuts. But then she started noticing the pattern, too. And now she avoids assigning me patients in that room as much as possible. Anywho, sorry for the super long email. But being a nurse, I've had I've seen a lot of crazy shit dealing with birth, death and everything in between. I really enjoy your podcast, and I think you girls are awesome. I come from a really small town with a lot of small-minded people, and I don't really get to talk about this stuff very often, so it's nice to know there are others out there like me. Luckily for me, my husband was stationed aboard a haunted Navy ship, so he has his own crazy stories and doesn't think I'm a lunatic. Keep up the good work, and can't wait to see what you girls cover next. Sincerely, Miranda. Wow. And her baby's fine. I asked how how he was doing i mean medical professionals i first of all mad respect second of all the amount of hauntings i am sure take place in those places of work are countless countless i mean just from her own experience there's it feels like every place she's gone there's been something right whether it's file papers or something happening to a certain patient or noises that shouldn't be there you know there's gonna be something Right. And it's so crazy. I mean, working at a mental facility, I wonder what the protocols are because, I mean, similar to John's story, the story I read before, like, I wonder at what point do you look at a mental illness and say, this is beyond a mental illness? How do we find how to like, it's so hard to quantify and diagnose, diagnose as a possession it's hard enough to diagnose mental illness as it is. Right. So to make that distinction and differentiate between what can be classified as mental illness, maybe some things haven't even been discovered yet that can right. be considered mental illnesses. And it's, it's yeah, it's one of those sticky situations. But the fact that he knew that that one particular nurse out of the group of entire people that were standing around him trying to control him was the one praying oh, and turned know. and said that, like, you better stop doing that. That makes me think that there was something more. I know. Yeah, that's terrifying. Yeah. Um, someone posted on our Facebook group, uh, there was security footage of the like front desk security guy working at like a hospital or a facility or something. And he's sitting there and you can see like kind of like a mist walk by. And you see him see it and react. He just, like, gets really quiet. And then he backs away. And then he stands up. And he's just like, oh, my God. And he just stands there for, like, a minute. And then he, like, quietly sits back down at his desk. (laughs) Is this the one that's, like, on Twitter, too? And, like, it's him re-watching the security footage. And he's like, see? See? You see it? Oh, I didn't watch it with sound. I didn't know there was sound. Yeah. So he re-watches it. Oh, I have to re-watch it now. Because then he also, like, points at the camera. And he's like everyone see that like he was like trying to like make note of the fact that he had seen it in that moment so that he can go back and rewatch it and prove to people that he saw it in the moment Ugh, with all this context now i really need to watch it because i just yeah. watched it silently on my phone yesterday <laughs> yeah the internet is a beautiful place it is so um we have social media you can join our facebook group which is a private group you can like our facebook page which is a business page we have instagram we have twitter all the things. And then email us your ghost stories. As we said in the beginning of this episode, we 
are going to respond to every email that comes in by October 14th, but we are going to, after that, moving forward, only respond when we have time because we just want to get more content out, which is why in January of 2019, we are going to start doing Encounters episodes every week and read more stories. And so please send them to us at twogirlsoneghostpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a live show that's coming up. It's January 13th. Woo! Sunday, January 13th. It will be in Los Angeles again. Um, and once we get the ticket info and everything, we will pass it along to you guys. And we have Patreon. And again, as a reminder, this month of October, in addition to your bonuses that you get, we are also going to donate on behalf of our fandom community to two nonprofits, the Old Dog Haven and Black Cat Rescue. We're going to do 26% total, so 13% to each one. Uh, if you want to support our podcast, you can donate on Patreon. You can also write us a review or rate us on iTunes. Um, and we also have merchandise. So you can shop us on Big Cartel and represent and if you wear any of our <laughs> merchandise, uh, you can send us a picture of you wearing your gear or with your pets wearing the gear or whatever. And we will post it on our Two Girls, One Ghost website under the gallery. And remember, the most important message of this week's episode is don't make a deal with any demon ever. Stay safe. And if you do feel like a demon is possessing you or a loved one, please call professional help. And then also talk about mental health, please. Yes, that's very important. And we will see you on the other side.